I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a sparsely filled den Tuesday night, Millwall home to Sheffield Wednesday, a kind of night where you think you must be mad, and I must be mad, dear listeners, because I've staggered down here tonight, I've done my backing, and I could have watched it at home on, on the iFollow or the red button, but no, that's inauthentic, isn't it? That's, you don't do that, you're a football supporter through thick and thin, in sickness and in health, and that's why I'm here tonight for the visit of the Wednesday. Um, who are in 16th position in the championship, 39 points. And the Lions today, tonight, go into today's game on 30 points. One game in hand above Rotherham, who are three points behind us on 27. Uh, in 21st position. So we are looking over our shoulders and we need a win tonight. Um, not desperately, but we do need a win tonight, in my opinion, to pull us away from the dreaded bottom three trapdoor into the Neverworld, the underworld of League One. So... Um, the cup run, as much as that's a nice distraction, we've got away to AFC Wimbledon on, on Saturday, of course. But it is a distraction. It is a bit of um, a bit of fluff, a little bit of icing on the cake. But tonight is business, and we I think we need three points tonight. What do you think, dear listeners? Do we need three points? I think we do. One team change from last Saturday's um, dreary loss at uh, Swansea. Uh, ben Thompson out tonight on the bench and Aidan O'Brien comes in, otherwise it's the same team that took the field at, uh, I nearly said the Vetchfield, it's not the Vetchfield, it's the Liberty Stadium, which I watched on the TV on, on uh, Saturday afternoon. So just before we kick off, we're going to take in Lucas Ball's report from last Saturday at Swansea. We'll be right back after Lucas's post-match thoughts from the uh, 
The Vets Field, no, the Liberty Stadium. Achtung, Mühlwall. Full time here at the Liberty Stadium and it's finished Swansea City 1, Millwall 0. Tough game to sum up that one really. The Lions had the half chances really of their own in the second half. Bar one big chance near the death in injury time for Jake Cooper who managed to put it wide. Um, But other than that, I mean Swansea were the dominant side, dominated the ball, had the better chances within the game and probably should have scored more than the one that they did. Uh, Shane Ferguson cleared one off the line with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, it's just an example of that after Burst Angelina caused Millwall problems throughout the game. He'd lobbed Jordan Archer for that one. Cooper then arguably lucky uh, not to see a penalty given against him. And, uh, you know, for a foul on McBurney. Well, wasn't given as a foul, obviously. But then Jordan Archer probably could have seen a red card too. Came out and cleared out uh, Daniel James. Only a booking to the dismay of the home crowd. But Millwall have to dust themselves off and uh, get ready for a busy week. They've got Shovel Wednesday at home on Tuesday night before a, an important trip to AFC Wimbledon in the FA Cup next week. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Milbal. Thank you very much, Lucas. Dreary 1-0 win. Probably, uh, no, well, for me, no, probably, there was no real fire in the belly for that game. And I find that quite strange. I know we've created a couple of chances, but not many, not nearly enough. Now, tonight's game is um, going to be preceded by a minute's applause for 1966 World Cup hero Gordon Banks, who died today, sadly. So we're going to have a minute's applause. Stand up for that. He also won two league cups and was named FIFA goalkeeper of the year six times in an incredible career. Our thoughts are with those who are close to Gordon, and we would now like everyone in the stadium to pay tribute this evening to one of the game's true gentlemen by asking everyone to join together in a minute's applause, starting and ending on the referee's whistle. Gordon Banks, OBE, 1937 to 2019, sadly passed away today. 1966 Cup winner, World Cup winner, and um, well, greatest save ever of all time, the one against Pele. Do you agree with that, dear listener? I sent that to my young nephew, age 10, who's a football fan today, asking what he thinks. I'm still waiting for his reply, so um, we'll have to, we'll have to, I'll have to let you know that on another, another show. A bit of a colour clash, in my opinion, my humble. Um, Wednesday are in their traditional blue and white striped shirts, but they have like a, dark, uh, a royal blue back and uh, dark uh, black shorts and blue stockings. The lines obviously are in dark blue sh- uh, shirts. So from the rear, ooh, misses, can look very similar. And the goalkeeper is wearing a kind of a turquoise affair. So I don't know. Um, I'm an old traditionalist, don't I? I? I think you should have colours distinct from each other. I think that's the intention of the rule. But anyway, there we go. Away we go. Lions will be attacking the away end in the first half as per the Mill Act 1873 and common law since time immemorial. Dating back to Henry II. I won't flog the point, but I'm surprised the referees allowed this to, to proceed because with the backs to where I'm sitting, I've got a lot of backs, Sheffield Wednesday backs facing me. Very hard to tell the difference between a Lions shirt and a, and a Wednesday shirt from 
the uh, the rear view, rear view mirror, rear elevation. Anyway, uh, I won't make that point anymore. I do promise you, dear listeners. Early lobbing towards Jake Cooper. That's going to be headed away by the Sheffield defence. This is this is Murray Wallace. Tries to spray the ball uh, rightwards, but it's picked up by Jed Wallace instead to Marlon, who wins a corner on the right. Nice little move down the right side and one minute. I see a statistic, the last Lions goal from open play was uh, about the Trafalgar or something like that. A long while ago, I can't remember what the statistic is now, so not great to quote a stat that you can't remember. But in comes the corner, um, taken by the turquoise-clad, rather French, uh, French turnout. Goalkeeper, I don't know what nationality is, but has the air of um, a French a Frenchman. The last league game that I attended here at the Den was, of course, the absolute bore fest called Mill Nil Rotherham Nil. It's about uh, what, just two weeks ago, nearly, and um, that was one of the dreariest games I've seen in a long time. And I can't say Saturday's performance at um, Swansea was much better. So we really do need to find some um, some spunk from somewhere. Three minutes in, lines on the attack. This is Murray Wallace, a little bit of um, delicate play there, almost like a lace, a little lace dainty. We've got one a throw in there. Ben Marshall seems to be a long throw merchant. Um, there was an article on the News of Den the other day about the um, rivalry, the long throw rivalry, such as it might be between him and Ryan Leonard. Neither have got a really true long throw, but a bit of an okay long throw, I think. This is Marshall now, it makes the first yard of the six yard box. That's going to go over a corner. Ticking towards the fourth minute. Sean Williams with a corner, four minutes. Lobbed into the middle towards the centre spot. That's headed up and away. This is Williams again. So I've got the sounds of the big bopper and Chantilly Lace after that lace reference I made a few moments ago. Going from my head, Chantilly Lace and a pretty face. In comes from Ben Marshall into the middle. Falls uh, away to the 10. Who hoops it clear for a throw in on the right side, halfway inside the Sheffield Wednesday half. Not a particularly cold evening. I've come out dressed for the Antarctic and um, I'm sitting here sans jacket at the moment. It's, um, it's a, a kind of a mild cool night, if that makes any kind of sense to you. Floodlights illuminating the dark Bermondsey skies. The romantic vistas of South Bermondsey. Ball lobbed into the middle there for Maiden O'Brien. That's Williams. Well, kind of came off his back rather than headed. And referee blows up for um, an injury to the two, which I think may be feigned. Six minutes, Lions on the break. There's a poor ball there from, from uh, Lee Gregor. As you can hear, some, some dissent to my right. Uh, that slack ball, there's a little moment there where the Lions were on the break, but Lee Gregory's um, pass went, went uh, astray. Mill again on the attack. This is crossing from the right side from Romeo. Far post, Ben Marshall into the mix. Over the bar by the defender as he headed down. Seven minutes, comes towards eight minutes. Much brighter stuff from the Lions. Advert for DCS roofing contractors, an uh, image of Steve Morrison. I think the zero must have stayed on the on the uh, the superior image from the from the stadium clock. It appeared to have a, like one of those games where you got like a piece of paper stuck on your forehead. Uh, the zero being right over his forehead with you know guess who I am, and, I know, Adolf Hitler written on it or something like that, or, or, or Bjork, somebody of that kind. Coming towards ten minutes, a vaguely bright start by the Lions. Sheffield Wednesday haven't really threatened much so far. It's been all the Lions, but with no real end product as yet. Huge hoof forward, finds Lee Gregory. Back heels it, Chris style. To Ryan Leonard, ball out wide right now, 11 minutes. Lions trying a few part of his ball into the middle, it falls to Gregory, then Marshall falls right now, Brian, shot blocked. 
little moment there of danger. That was a little um, ball into the middle. Uh, fell to Ben Marshall, then to Aiden O'Brien. Both shots hit cannonaded off of the defence. Here come Mill again. That, that pass is wayward from, from uh, Jed Wallace there. Unfortunately, dear listeners, 11 and a half minutes. Been Millwall really um, looking the more dangerous of the two sides. 13 minutes gone. That's going to be a free kick to break up the momentum of that little moment. But so far, no, um, no cigar. So yeah, I've kippered my back up and um, I really did toy with the idea of staying at home tonight and watching this on the, on the iFollow, on, on iPad. Um, saved myself the pain and agony of walking down Hilderton Road from the car and then getting up the stairs. I toyed with the idea of the lift when I got here. The one old chap was taking the lift, but um, I'm still at that ego stage of my life where um, taking the lift or visibly showing pain is, is, is um, you know, mark of um, failure of some sort so yeah here I am because not to have come would have felt like the first step towards the long sunset of life I think uh, Ronald Reagan referred to when, when he, he, he disclosed he had Alzheimer's disease the long sunset so yeah that's why I'm here tonight I don't want to go down Ronald Reagan's Alzheimer's route do I 18 minutes this is Ben Marshall on the left shepherded out quite neatly by the two for a goal kick the burden on Marshall and, and Wallace is quite huge. Both of them are our creative types. They're the kind of um, black polo neck, wraparound shades, gauloise, coffee drinking types of the team, aren't they? Uh, and clearly, teams know if you can close those two down, then uh, you eliminate any kind of artistic content whatsoever for more. The Continental goalkeeper's taking an absolute eternity, a, a Continental Sunday afternoon approach to his goal kicks. Headed forwards, Lee Gregory's chasing this down, but the 34 should clear, but he stumbles, but recovers. Well run by Lee Gregory, what amount an effort that man puts into every game. I know he missed that sitter of a chance against Rotherham, which I heard about afterwards because I was halfway down the A4 at the time, but he puts in the work, he does the load. 19 minutes. Fantastic article I saw on the um, House of Fun the other day, it's a, a link to uh, the islandhistory.org, I think the Isle of Dogs history site. A little article about the origins of the uh, of the club on the Isle of Dogs. That ball's very loosely played across the Sheffield Wednesday area. Goalkeeper does launch it forwards in the event. There's a little moment of um, everyone freezing there. Uh, but yeah, great great article. Um, particularly focuses on a chap called Elijah Moore, who was the first one first um, groundsman. Um, I think he actually instigated the creation of the, um, the last ground on the Isle of Dogs at uh, what is now Mill Park, uh, Manchester Road, I think it is, the name of the road that goes past there. And um, he helped create the, the final ground on the Isle of Dogs. And uh, they've got a number of images and maps superimposed with where the ground exactly was. And image of Elijah Moore, his family were very closely associated with the early days of the club. And a couple of old programme articles about him, which is um, wonderful stuff. So I'll probably stick that link out at some stage. I can find it again I might repost it um, it's not my article it's somebody else uh, an Isle of Dogs historian but it's absolutely wonderful stuff in my opinion my humble opinion if you, take, if you like that kind of thing which I do and you should too because I you should think what I think in this world dear listener hear hate don't hesitate it says on the screen Sheffield Wednesday on the break down the left hand side it's a ball into the Miller's well, gone for a left-sided corner, 25 minutes. First chance for Wednesday to put the ball into our danger zone. The Lions need to be attentive. And it comes from the left, that's punched away by 
Jordan Archer. Why did he punch? He probably could have taken that. Maybe didn't trust his own goalkeeping skills there. I don't know. But anyway, he's punched it clear. Back into the possession of Sheffield Wednesday. He's always been the downfall of the punch, in my opinion. Your traditional goalkeeper. Your Gordon Banks would have held that, I think. I keep getting stared at by Stewart. He's got an annoying face as well. He's got that kind of um, uh, small-time hit. The kind of collaborator's face. You know, the kind of person if the Germans are taken over they've been on every street corner reporting people he's got that kind of look to him he keeps looking up at me I'll keep you updated on this ball for eight this is Aidan O'Brien running down the right hand side just outside the uh, Wednesday penalty area is in towards Greg who couldn't control it and that's gone for a goal kick 29 minutes he's looking at me again I'm doing a, I'm doing a what face but he's looked away you know what a what face is don't you Everyone knows what a what face is. Well, I did it and he looked away. So, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I'll keep you updated. Oh, Ryan Leonard clipped as he tried to break through the middle. Free kick for the Lions, fairly central, just outside the D. 17 doing a job there on Ryan Leonard as he tried to break through the middle. Steve Morrison with a three on his head now. There's some kind of um, DCS adverts back on. Picture of Morrison, he's got, he's got a three over his forehead. What does that mean? Something like something out of the prisoner, isn't it? They have a question mark on your forehead, he's got a three on his forehead. Must mean something, something deep, something mystical. Three, the Trinity. Anyway, mill free kick. It's probably about three or four yards short of the D, so it's a long distance free kick. Williams and, and Marshall standing over at 35, come towards 36 minutes. Chance for a shot on goal here, I, I would say. Why not? Let's live a little. Here we go, it's going to be Ben Marshall that takes, it's dipping, it's batted down, dangerously so, almost into the path of, caught on the volley there by Marlon Romeo and taken much more soundly by the, by the goalkeeper on 36 minutes. Bat, almost batted straight into the path of Lee Gregory there, that's the kind of thing that would worry me as a, as a coach, but anyway. Huge advert for Husky Chocolate on the big screen. I always think you should say it, Husky, Husky, Husky Chocolate. About to say, awful pass by Lee Gregory. Took it on his chest inside, deep inside her own half. And what seemed to be a aimless pump, he actually did find Marlon Romeo on the right. So I should withdraw my previous remark. Honourable members will be disregarded the last remark. This is Sheffield Wednesday on the right, ball into the mill box. That's headed clear. They've looked very toothless, in all honesty. I know that's setting myself up for uh, a second half fail, but um, they've, not looked, they've not shown much at all in that first half. Lions have looked the brighter of the two teams, albeit without any real punch in front of goal 43 minutes ticking towards the last minute of the first half It'll move down the right side from Sheffield Wednesday but in front of goal it was hoof clear in the event by the middle defender as, as Sheffield came down the right side balled into the middle of the box and then hoof clear just in the moment where it seemed to be going into the net so Lions um, do well there slight sense of dodging a bullet it does break however from Millwall this is Aidan O'Brien in the middle checks his run he's got Leonard in front of him he decided to go the, the full Maradona and straight into trouble, however, as you can hear from the reaction behind me. There's the half-time whistle, as you can gather. Uh, not the most um, compulsive of half, not the worst half I've seen by some distance. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the, uh, the best by, by any stretch. Um, Lions very much the brighter of the two sides at half-time, but um, we, we are still looking rather, rather blunt in front of goal, I suppose you'd say. Um, certainly nil-nil is better than being behind and that's about the best I can say about that half of football. We'll be back after these messages. 
Achtung, Mühlwall. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Lions enter the pitch for the second half. Let's hope it's a more um, compulsive uh, view than what we largely saw in the first half. I accept that um, we're a better side. Doug Hume in, in Sweden is calling for um, Ferguson to come in into the game and get forwards for, for Murray Wallace trying to get more balls into the box we, we look rather we look bright but toothless that's an odd combination to, to say but that's the reality of it so second half we really do need to uh, press on get a goal or two and hope for the three points because this is a critical game although there's an air of um, sloth about the place which um, is, is rather rather disconcerting away we go a lot of conversation on, on the net about the uh, disappointing um, transfer window. Some saying it was okay. Um, others saying it was very poor. I think I'm in the very poor camp, really. We clearly needed a striker. We didn't get one. And I think I saw online Neil Harris pinning you know, hopes on the return of Tom Elliott. Well, that's, that's a dire situation. I, I like Tom Elliott. He's a willing boy, but um, he's by no means a, a game-changer for me. So, yes, that was a, um, a poorly executed transfer window if Gested was our main target and we didn't get him it can't be called a success for me 46 minutes ball forwards there towards the Wednesday forward at the 18 he's got it got a man wide left this is the 21 Lions defence is now back in numbers there was a moment there where, where they've just worked a cross in from the left hand side that's going to be headed clear there was a little moment there where there was a edge of panic about the place as it is it runs through to Jordan Archer Wednesday looking a bit more purposeful at the start of this second half. They're coming down our left side now. This is the, uh, the, the, the 21, I think it is. 
space inside and six they're going to get a chance to cross the ball it's bobbles around it falls to the uh, strike on the edge of the penalty area that's batted away by Jordan Archer straight back to Sheffield Wednesday ball into the box Archer should take and does 47 minutes Lions under a little bit of pressure at the start of the second half the listeners Gregory on the big screen seems to have gone in for a slight um, Brideshead revisited style um, hair, haircut cropped around the sides with a slightly Anthony Andrews foppish kind of um, falling locks bit on top um, all he needs is a, a teddy bear to go punting around Oxford River Isis not, not, the, not the Islamic Isis the River Isis I hasten to add huge hoof clearance from uh, Ben Marshall from defence towards Lee Gregory it falls to Jed Wallace Gregory's offside as he tried to find him in space some disgruntlement from the Mill fans I think he probably was a touch forward he's giving the old continental wagging finger which I don't really like but he does come from uh, Halifax so that's a you know, part, of, part of Europe up there isn't it 52 minutes crowd trying to do their bit to get the Lions into this, into this game no further eyeballs on the Stewart front not as yet dear listeners 54 minutes on the clock and so far nothing to report on the stewards which is the most exciting part of the evening I've got a little bit of um, you know looking at you type of thing earlier on but nothing nothing since that first half period a, bit of a scrappy passage of play in the middle at the moment Lions conceding possession cheaply through Jed there here comes Sheffield Wednesday down our right 58 minutes man checks inside and Mill will bring away in the shape of Aidan O'Brien this is Murray Wallace now on the on the left Dummy, beautiful dummy by Lee Gregory. Finds Aiden O'Brien inside the box. Can O'Brien get a shot away? He does. The goalkeeper bats it away. Not really enough power in that Aiden O'Brien. The Lions do keep possession here. This is Ben Marshall. Aiden O'Brien on the edge of the penalty area. And hoof clear on 59 minutes by the Sheffield Wednesday defence. That's got the crowd going. That's more like it. That's what we want to see. Yeah, Dung Millwall WhatsApp group calling for Fred. The introduction of Fred. There was some debate online, myself included actually about the wisdom or the, uh, the, uh, the the point or purpose of bringing Fred back from Wickham where he was clearly happy and playing well to sit him on the bench and not play him at all um, I don't know um, I always thought Fred did have his limitations as, as a striker so that's fine, he was at Wickham so let him play out his days at somewhere like Wickham or Swindon or where Sid Nelson's gone Tranmere but um, bringing him back here to sit on the bench does seem rather harsh on the boy He's not, certainly not featuring. He's on the bench tonight, but he's not featured so far. Calls amongst the group for him to come on. I'm not sure about that. Michael Avery making the point that the most entertaining thing about this game has been my face lighting up at the uh, Hanbury Manor Grange Country Club advert that comes on at half-time. A bit of Richard Clayderman tinkling the old ivories as images of uh, Harry Warren and his shooting party going out into the country club shooting a grouse or something. Maybe anyone for tennis with some floozy on the, uh, on, on the tennis courts. Hanbury Manor Grange Country Club, as advertised at Millwall. Stewart was just coming up with intent. What's he want? He's, he's gone prowling around. I think he can smell a fag or something. <laughs> just smell <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have put, would not want to put this Stewart against some of the chaps I've got sat in block one near me if he really wanted it. But anyway. It's not that kind of show. That classic in the middle of there. So now the nine's gone flying in. Yellow card. A little bit of um, verbals. Steve Morrison with a six on his head now. It's the sign of the beast, isn't it? Six, six, six. Number of the beast. 
Iron Maiden. Witchfinder General, Matthew Flanders. 666, it's on his head. 66 minutes. Show the quality of the football and the, the stewarding is the main point of conversation. The ball into the mill, box from Sheffield Wednesday from the right there. That's headed after fashion clears. Here's Murray Wallace on the left who should hoof it and does as we approach the halfway point in the second half, 67 minutes. Ryan's given the ball away cheaply in midfield and when it is put forward it's hunted rather aimlessly for Lee Greg to chase down. He's doing a job, I'll tell you that much, dear listeners, but he can't do it all on his own. Marlon Romeo on the right line's building a little bit of a uh, head of steam on this right side. Romeo chips it in, screens for handball, not given. Didn't look like it from my angle, but those, those boys down the other end of the West Upper are the most impartial judges I know, and if they say it was a handball, that's good enough for me. 71 minutes. 75 minutes, dear listeners, and the game is a scrappy one, to say the least. Neither side of exactly, uh, will exactly trouble the pantheon of footballing gods, but still in the balance. Both sides more open in the second half. It's there to be one. Neither side really producing any kind of killer punch in front of goal. Odd um, feeling leaving the game early in that, that Rotherham game. I had to go 20 minutes beforehand. I thought I'd be walking along like Charlton Heston in the Omega Man, deserted streets, no one around. But quite a few people make their way away from the game with a good chunk of time yet to go, which I never quite understand. I had to do it, but um, walking away with a game in the balance, at, I know it was a grim game, so maybe that's a factor against Rotherham, I don't know. But certainly a lot of people walking away from the ground with 20 minutes left on the clock last, last week, so it surprised me. Maybe it won't surprise you. Ball breaks to Sheffield Wednesday on 77 minutes. Along the right, ball into the middle. That's headed away by Sean Williams. Well enough to, to Ben Marshall. There's Jed Wallace. Running down the middle on a little jinky run. Can he keep the ball? He can't run straight into two defenders. Lions do recover possession. Marlon Romeo on the right now. Wallace making a little run. That's ball into the mix. It's going to fall to a defender. A defender. Marshall with a crunching tackle. Did you pick that up? Shot on goal. It's low. I think they're offside. Offside. The moment where time seemed to freeze. There's a shot on goal there, which the goalkeeper got down low um, left. There was a crunching tackle by, I think it was Ben Marshall. He's, he's, uh, or Lee Gregory, was it? He's, he's walked away from it, but he's kind of hobbling away in a kind of like a Norman Wisdom style. You must have picked that up on, on the uh, recorder. That was the crunch of the tackle. The most crunching tackle I remember in my mule supporting life came in the about 89 or 90 I can't remember which year it was the FA Cup Manchester City visited the old den I think we won it 3-1 I think that was the night of Paul Garrard's goal and um, the City midfield included Peter Reid in a match-up against Terry Hurlock it was a booming chance this is Steve Morris on the right shot well wide wide right a little ball through there, down the middle he was always running rightwards and that was well wide of the mark yeah the, the booming um, crunchers these two leviathans of football, uh, Peter Reid and Terry Herlock uh, as, as their respective um, feet met in a, a, a football sandwich in the middle of the park the boom echoed around the old ground and a little bit like the, uh, the boom sound he just got there from Ben Marshall that was the most crunching tackle I think I've ever witnessed all worked out to Jed Wallace cuts in inside, uh, Gregory takes some turns that's a floated cross back across the goal, in front off the line headed down off the line Nice move by Mill, most dangerous move really of the whole game in, in that way. There was a close range chance, you'll we'll have to see it on the big screen. Mill was headed in from close, but then hoofed off the line by the uh, number 12. Let's have a look at it again. Taken turn by Lee Gregory, floats across, that's to um, 
Morrison at the far post, and I think it was Marshall, and had it cleared off the line. Ferguson's coming for Ben Marshall. 81 minutes. Lee Gregory hobbling off as well. It's like it's Freddy time. Took a bit of a crunch there, Lee Gregory, so he's gone off. Fred gets a round of applause. Are you ready for Fred? Let's see how long that lasts. Spot of danger here from him. Needless free kick conceded. It's probably about four yards short of the D, fairly central. 87 minutes. It's going to be a chance for Sheffield Wednesday to shoot on goal. Naive free kick to give away in some ways. This does give him an opportunity. He goes to 45. He takes a shot. High over the bar. High over the bar. Thankfully. 88 minutes. Poor kick out from Jewel Nigel. Gives Wednesday a chance to break forwards from the goal kick. That's gone off. Deflected off a corner. A little moment there. I thought a handball might have been an option for the referee. He's gone for a left-sided corner. That's uh, down on the account of Jewel Nigel. That was a poor free kick out there, dear listeners. Wednesday get another chance to put the ball into the danger zone. The 45 again. Left-sided corner this time. Near post. That's headed clear by, by Shane Ferguson. A bit of late, late pressure from Sheffield Wednesday here, dear listeners. Unwelcome pressure. Four minutes time allowed. Sheffield Wednesday still pressing forwards on us. Free kick this time, just inside the mill half. Taken short, this is the 45. Shot from the edge of the penalty, that cannons into the uh, line of mill defenders. At last, the line's got the ball forwards. It's Fred to chase it down there. Bit of pace. But taken away at the last by the, uh, by the defender. Fred does well to dispossess him. Well, Fred is into the box. Will he have a go? He does a disco step and oversteps it. Oh no! <laughs> that was his moment. Big moment for Fred. And he overcooked it. Now the Lions turn to panic now. Jesus Christ almighty, this is ball on the white side. Behind everyone, thankfully, from Sheffield Wednesday. Almost conceded straight into their path. Now the Lions go, turn into Panto season. It's from one end to the other. It was a very Fred moment. It promised huge amounts and it descended into farce at the end. Wednesday pressing forwards at the death now. It's going to bounce around. Little chance in front of goal. Oh, fuck me. Excuse my French. Put it over from close range. Drew the space. Last seconds of the game, literally. And he's put it high over the bar. Lions dodge a bullet. Catch a break, whatever way you want to put it. There's the final whistle. That was nearly uh, a 1-0 loss as against a 0-0 draw. Um... I'd say it's a disappointing result for Millwall. Um, I know it's a point. We were looking for three there. Uh, we're drawing a lot of nil-nils at home and getting beaten with um, tepid displays away from home. So there we are. On to the Cup on Saturday at Wimbledon. Distraction, yeah. But let's have some pleasure out of life. So Millwall nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil. We're back after these messages, dear listeners. The Lucas Ball Report. A 0-0 draw the result at the den tonight. A frustrating result for Millwall. Means they've scored just once in the last five league games as well. And, um, you know, haven't scored a goal from open play at home since December the 8th against Hull. Slightly worrying in that as well. Um, two of their last 11 goals have come from open play. Nine of those from set pieces, including three against Everton, of course. And back into the FA Cup this weekend against Wimbledon, but got to make better decisions. 
need a more consistent end product from the wide men in terms of their crossing. And, um, but did have a couple of big chances tonight, and in fairness, a couple cleared off the line as well. Probably should have won the game, but yeah, we can't keep saying that. We need points. Eight points worse off than at this stage last season. Five points clear of the relegation zone. Move on to Wimbledon at the weekend, see if we can progress into the last eight of the FA Cup. Come on, you lads. Achtung, Mailball. So big thank you to Lucas Ball for summarising that dreary game last night in, in such a, a neat way because it, it really was um, a dull, dull night, dear listeners. Dull Tuesday night at the Den. Um, I won't keep flogging my medical ailments, but I really could have done with not being there last night. I've got a sense that a lot of other people were in the stadium. Also could have done with not being there to watch that dreary um, football. I know we had a couple of chances and I'm being slightly harsh on a club that's afflicted with injury problems up front. But the truth of the matter is we needed a striker, a decent, half-decent striker signing in the January transfer window because of the you know, the fortunes of war. When, when you take on a football league season, um, you, you, you take a chance on injuries. Now, we've been particularly unlucky with the likes of Tom Elliott, Tom Bradshaw, uh, Morrison now, um, you know, clearly approaching his his golden, you know, golden uh, goodbye stage of his career. And we just don't have the quality up front. Lee Gregory, I, sadly, I don't think works well in this kind of single striker role. He was alongside Aidan O'Brien last night, but um, that didn't really work. And the fact is that the Millwall attack just didn't look dangerous. A couple of chances, I think, in the second half. I remember one where Ben Marshall headed downwards in the second half and cleared off the line. Um, apart from that, it was all very so-so. Um, Neil Harris has set a target, um, speaking to News at Den, a survival target because that's really the name of the game now for the season despite the fact that we're all going to troop off to Kingstonian on Saturday for a bit of cup glory which um, which will be nice but um, Neil Harris rightly sets his target as championship survival safety um, 50 points is still his main target it says in the news at Den um, though he, Neil believes that total won't be required to guarantee championship safety I'm currently on 31 after that nil-nil draw last night. Um, now, Neil says he doesn't think 50 points will be needed, but that it remains our aim, he says. So we're still, what, 19 points short of it. The problem being, dear listener, I'm sure you can reach this conclusion as, as well as anyone else, it's very hard to see where these the wins required to take us to 19 points are going to come from. 31 games gone, so we've only got, what, 15 games to go, so that's 15 nil-nil draws the way based on last night's showing and that may be enough to achieve championship survival but I don't want to be depending on our you know ability to grind out draws at home and fall to disappointing defeats away from home such as we saw at Swansea last Saturday. Um, Neil says every game we come in saying the same thing. We are in every game, he says. We're competing Playing really well at times, at times. The opposition aren't better than us. I agree with that. I didn't see much out of Sheffield Wednesday last night. Um, in that case, we've either got to come out on top or we're just missing out. Now, we're not coming out on top enough. And that, I'm sure Neil can work this out. He was one of our great strikers, so um, he can see what we can see. But it's a very, very frustrating period 
in the Dens um, history at the moment. Um, it feels a little bit like uh, the latter days of Kenny Jacket when we survived one season. Was it 2013-14, survived in the last day thanks to other people's mishaps? And it has a little bit of a feeling like that, that we're, we're, we're kind of... Um, we, we could be a relegation candidate, but for the in, incompetence and... and um, Lack of depth of other sides, though I did notice that Bolton won last night, so we do have to keep half an eye over our shoulders. Um, last night's point leaves us still in 20th position, two points behind Wigan um, in 19th. We're still in 20th. Then there's a three point gap and a minus nine goal difference to Rotherham in 21st. Um, also, a, yeah, a goal, a game in hand on Rotherham. Then we're into the bottom three, Reading, 26 points, Bolton, 26 now after that victory last night. And it switched some way off in, in, on, in um, on the bottom position with, with 18. Speaking to the BBC, Neil says there's been an element of people saying we're too direct. Well, direct has been good for us ever since I joined the football club in 1999. It's been very effective, he says. We're very difficult to play against. Um, I think we've improved on that. I think actually he makes that point here with the same point. Coincidentally, the good thing is we're back to being very hard to beat, says Harris. If you can't win the game, you want to keep a clean sheet and get a point. True enough. And yes, that was the outcome from last night's result. But Jesus, you know, you can't be leaving people walking away from the den feeling like um, they're grateful that Sheffield Wednesday missed that last moment chance that would have buried us and come away with zero points as against one point. Hard to pick a man of the match last night. I suppose I'll go with Lee Gregory up front, who continues to to work his socks off in the in the, for the calls. Um, behind him, the two creatives, as I called them in in the uh, live stream, um, Ben Marshall, Jed Wallace, um, both carry a burden. I mentioned this earlier. Both are our creative outlets, and it can be very frustrating because some of the other players just don't think you know, along their lines in the team but midfield Williams and Leonard continue to disappoint me um, I can't say Ryan Leonard you know turns me on in any way and it's he was signed he's one of our um, record signings and um, that's been a, a severe disappointment I really do think that there are elements in the squad that need to move on come summertime we do need something new the survival to the end of the season, yeah, that's that's fine, but a new broom needs to come now. As I'm looking through the 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 uh, the team lineup, Jordan Archer in goal. Um, would it break your heart, dear listener, if Jordan Archer were to go and somebody else would come in if they were good enough? I don't think it would break many people's hearts. Marlon, um, always a danger going forwards. At some point, he's going to want to think in terms of a bigger stage than than Millwall. Hutchinson, um, I think he's Mr. Mill through and through. He, he, he kind of goes with the club. Jake Cooper, I would expect some money to come flying around for him at some point, wouldn't you? So summertime will be an interesting one. Um, Murray Wallace, no, he's not. He's not going to go far. Jed, um, yeah, of course, of course, one of our best players, and I think he carries the the weight of expectation on his shoulders. He almost tries to take too much on. We've said this before. On the show, the midfield Ryan Leonard, I could take or leave, and Sean Williams is approaching the, his late stage of, of career. So, um, we do need to liven it up in midfield. No Ben Thompson last night. Um, sometimes Neil's thinking is um, hard to fathom. Um, I would have thought that Ben coming in at some stage last night 
to produce a little bit more energy in a game that was flat, flat, flat. Um, quiet night. I've seen that mentioned on online. It was quiet in the den. Um, a very strange atmosphere, really. Um, clearly, in the light of recent events, the club have, have um, increased the security in the in in the in the, uh, the stadium. And although it's very minor, you know, I really did get eyeballed a couple of times by some stewards. No, no, I'm not putting that up as any kind of problem, but um, others get more than that. But it it, it does create um, an environment, a vibe, where you think I could be watching this on iFollow or possibly even watching the cricket on the other channel. And there's a danger for Millwall, and I think probably this is my um, the point of my sermon on today's show, dear listeners, is we've got to be very careful. We've got the, the excitement of the cup run. The, the, the Everton game the other week was, for me, was Millwall. That 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 electric atmosphere, you could touch it, and that's Millwall. Now that wasn't their best eleven, but they were totally committed to the cause, and the atmosphere followed against the big club. I know, I get it. FA Cup football, and so on, and you can't always be producing that week in week out, but. We're in a little bit of danger at the moment of producing a dreary functional side. I'd say we've got it. A dreary functional side that just about survives and there's no drama in it. Better to survive than to go downwards, but next season, uh, the summertime next season, we really do need to connect back with the Millwall that we know and love. Now, whether that's a squad change, whether it's coaching change, or dare I say it, whether it's a manager change, um, some big decisions I think to be taken come the end of this campaign in May um, still a little bit of football to be played yet we've got to get through a critical series of fixtures looming up ahead um, last night was laughably was one of the um, the games we should have expected to you know to get three points from fixtures going ahead in February March April you're looking at Derby away tough Preston at home is going to be a big one. I think we've got to be looking for three points there. I said that last night, uh, but I'll say it again for Preston at home. Hull City on a Tuesday night, and no one's going to fancy that much, are they? Um, Norwich at home will be very tough. Bolton away, tough. Birmingham away, tough. Bristol City should be a winnable game. Leeds away, tough. Uh, then we look at West Brom at home, tough. QPR at home, I'd say it'll be a, a kind of winnable game, but we've got to start taking these these chances. Sheffield United away, tough. Brentford at home, who knows? Aston Villa away, tough. Stoke at home, tough. And then Wigan on the last day, um, tough. So there's not an awful lot of easy-looking points in that sequence. And, you know, without without flogging the misery, the misery train, we do need to be looking over our shoulder a little bit. So... From somewhere, hopefully, you know, even if it is the returning Tom Elliott and a reversion to four four two with Steve Morrison coming in late in the game with the old flying wingers and crosses pinging around the opposition box. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Um, not totally convinced by the four three three at home. Um, possibly it worked in the Middlesbrough game. Possibly it's not working so much now as we saw at Swansea. So there it is, dear listeners. Um, a dreary Tuesday night at the Den. Um, not much you can say about the game and that makes for a difficult podcast but I really do thank you for listening to this show and um, we'll see where we go with a nice cup run maybe it'll go away with the uh, you know happy ending of a, of, of a cup run let's, let's, let's hope so Arrivederci Millwall thank you for listening
ho, Bermondsey. That's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. I'm off to Bermondsey. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.